The very first podcast I did was Breaking Chains in Statham. And that podcast was about the first black chief of police in Statham. Breaking Chains, you know, breaking that curse. Well, this podcast is also about Breaking Chains, but it got a little bit of twist to it. It's Breaking Chains in Coma, Georgia. And we're going to be speaking with the first woman police chief that Comer has had. Very interesting story, so I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to another episode of Chin Wagon with Ruck. Today we have kind of an extraordinary woman that we're talking about, talking to. You know, I did an episode about Breaking Chains in Statham. This is Breaking Chains in Coma, Georgia. And we have Chief Bell. Hey, how are you? How you doing, Chief? Now, I'm going to do a little background on you. Okay. How old are you? 50. 50. How long have you been in law enforcement? Since 94. Since 94. Where did you start? Started here. In Madison County? Here in Madison County. What made you want to go into law? My grandfather was sheriff. Um, of Madison County? Of Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe? My great-grandfather okay. was sheriff of Oglethorpe. My other grandfather was a Clark County deputy retired after he retired from the Marines. And I just was fascinated by oh, it. Oh, it's just in your blood then, huh? Mm-hmm. But you know you're a woman, right? Right. So I understand you being a guy and your family members taking that step and you want to take that step. But what possess a woman to want to go into law enforcement knowing how brutal law enforcement could be? Um, I think I got that from my grandmother who was a Marine. Oh. As well. That's how, actually how she and my grandfather met. They were both in the Marines at the same time. And she just never let anything stop her and okay all right so you kind of grew up seeing that mm-hmm. and wanted a piece of that now do you have any brothers i do not i have a half sister and a stepsister oh so you're almost kind of the only child i i am technically an only child with two <laughs> sisters <laughs> wow okay all right so you started your law enforcement career in 94. i did as of what i Got out of the academy and put myself through the academy so that I could choose where I wanted to go. Um, <laughs> That's smart. I went to work for Sheriff Jack Daryl Fortson at the sheriff's office here in Madison County for a brief period of time as a dispatcher. Okay. And it was with the understanding that I would be put on the road. Hold on. So you already was qualified to be on the road, but 
back then he didn't want to hire a woman no, to be on the road. No, and I, he was really good friends with my family too, and I kind of so you understood it. I kind of understand it now. I didn't understand it then. Right. And the officer that was here in Comer came and took that open spot at Madison County, and so I came here. Here, and here being Comer. Okay. So I worked here. So y'all. So he, kind of flip flop. Okay. And that was you. Johnny Johnson. <laughs> you for real? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. And um, the city council hired me, and I worked here for around a year. And then on I, the road. Mm -hmm. So you were the first woman ever to work on the road in Comer, and since Comer's in Madison County, and Madison County. Yes, the first wow. one that that I know of. Uh, nobody else knows of any either. Wow. Okay. Now. There was a woman that killed a guy. Did she work for Madison County? She worked for Oglethorpe. Oh, she worked for Oglethorpe. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she started after I did too. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. So go, go ahead. So you you're on the road in in Comer. Right. You wasn't fearful of being on the road. I mean, like I say, not then. I wasn't. I was too young, I think, to know any better. How old um, were you? Twenty-one. You were 21? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was too young to know any better and just full of vinegar and fire and was ready to go out and just get them all. And I had some great officers from Madison County that taught me and backed me up at night. I was I worked nights too, so. Um, you worked nights mm -hmm. also. Yeah. Uh, who hired you to do that? Marlon Carruthers. And what was? He was the chief here. So he was the chief of Comer, mm -hmm. and he hired you to mm -hmm. be on the road. And I was probably about 120, 25 pounds, second what with everything that I owned on me. I was a little bitty. I would love to know what went through his mind to make him want to hire you. I don't know. Because, see, I understand a sheriff not want to hire you for the county because it can be so... And when you're on the road in the county, it's so many wooded spots and area that you by yourself for a long time. Secluded areas. It, yes. Yeah, you don't have backup. And you um, don't have backup, so I understand that. We didn't either. Comer was a lot different back then. It was a, the activity was a lot more. Really? Back then. Yeah, it was, it had some rough spots in it. Working um, at night. Yeah. Okay. And I had some great officers. Jimmy Patton with the sheriff's office was a great backup. Kevin Thomas. That Kip's brother, right? Huh? Kevin is Kip's brother, right? Kevin is Kip's brother. Okay. David Patton. Okay. Backed me up a lot and taught me a lot. And then there's some that are no longer in law enforcement mm -hmm. that are, that were really influential on, they spent their time training me and Showing me what to do. Even though you wasn't with their agency, you were with Comer. If it hadn't been for them, I mean, they made me a really good officer. Good to hear. Good to hear. Now, what did your family think? I mean, because you got to think about it. You're 21, and your family, like, what I don't, I don't think they, they, they never discouraged me. Okay. But I don't think they were really happy about it either. I like, wouldn't have been. I mean, No, I way. wouldn't either. I wouldn't want my daughter going right. in this line of work at all. So. I understand that too. Wow. Okay, so how long did you do the Comer thing? About a year. About a year. Then, then where did you go? I went to UGA to work on my degree, and I worked there for about 10 years. 
Who you work at? Doing what? I was a police officer. Oh, so you was on the road at UGA as right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. And at, while you was on the road, you went to, to get a degree also. I did. I got yeah, my degree I, they in child and family for, right? development. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, why? Were you trying to get out of law enforcement degrees? You no, took that? I just wanted a a degree in something different in case I were to ever get hurt or if I got burned out and didn't want to do this anymore, then I had something else to fall back on. Okay. Okay. Just plan B. Right. Right. But you could have took criminal justice and I could have. The, the, the field is so large, you know, you could have right. failed back in a way. Right. But okay. All right. So you got your degree. Mm-hmm. All right. And you were up for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Once you left up then where did you go? Um, I went to Oglethorpe. As what? What capacity? I was there as a captain over the jail. Okay. When they switched from the 16-man jail to the, what they called the new jail, which was the, I guess you would call it a contemporary jail instead of the 1800 jail that they had downtown. Okay. So I was there for that transition. I worked in that capacity for several years, and then I went into investigations. Why did you leave Uggapug to go to a jail? Um, I was done. Done with the road? Done with the road. Uggapug, um, I, I could imagine the I had calls. my daughter, and, you know, it was just time to move on. Okay. So. Um, I start, start having family. Right. And then I... Was in investigations for a while, and I mainly worked sex crimes and child molestations and things like that. Mm. And then I transferred back into the jail because the jail needed to be revamped. Revamped. Okay, so let me make sure I got this right. You left your jail, went to Oglethorpe Jail. From the jail, did you go on the road, or you went straight to investigations? Went straight to investigations. Okay, I'm quite sure that made some people upset. Because mm. most people be on the road, they try to get off the road to go into investigation, right. and you come from the jail and go into investigation? Right. I'm quite sure some people didn't like you. Right. Well, I mean, it was the jail commander, so Doesn't matter. it was you went on the like road. it was kind of a, it was a lot less stress, let's just put it that way. Uh, I can imagine. So, um, did that, and then I went back in the jail for a short period of time, and then, I think that. I think that's it. Really? Yeah. I stayed in the jail and then I went back uh, to Comer after being at Oglethorpe. And what compassion on the road? You said you came back to Comer? I came back to Comer as the chief. Oh, so you left the jail and came to Comer as the chief? Mm-hmm. Why did you. Okay, I got this is a two part question. First of all, why did you apply to be chief in Comer? Why would you think that you would, you would be able to get that job by you being a woman? Because it would seem to me that you would have thought, like, there never been a woman chief in Comer, so why would I even apply? Why not? I agree, why not? But it had to have some kind of thought in your mind that, eh, I'd apply, but would they really give it to me by me being a woman? And they never have been I, a woman? I don't really look at it that way. Okay. I think that people are capable of doing jobs. Um, they may not always go about it in the same manner. They may have different routes to get to the same place, but there's always, you know, it's just who's the best fit, I guess, for the job. 
Now you may say that out your mouth, but we both know, we're old enough to know that that ain't always the case, especially in a rural place like we, where we are. That's not, it's most like the good old bus system. Well, I worked in Oglethorpe, which is a very rural county, and yes, there's still, I see that, there's mm -hmm. still some barriers that need to be broken, but I think law enforcement as a whole, women are being hired. I love it. <laughs> widely across the state in all different capacities. You have women game wardens. I mean, it you is. talk about being out remote. Right. You know, they have some fantastic women game wardens that are out there that that are out there and you know that when you show up you're dealing with somebody with a weapon right I mean, yeah you know, you know that I that's agree. just so i don't really think that i think we're we're breaking out of that Good. slowly but surely i don't think that i ever thought because i was a female they wouldn't hire me i just want to make sure that I was good enough to have the job. Okay. Okay. So the female part wasn't a concern of yours, but being qualified was? I don't think that, right, I don't think that it, it ever was a main point that I was thinking about. I think that hmm. most of it is, are you qualified? I spend a good amount of time on the road, but then I also spend a lot of time off the road dealing in an administrative function or an investigative function. That has its strong points too because right. you've got different aspects that you've, you've done. I worked in all kinds of things. I've done everything from foot patrol to, to being a jail commander. The next. Yeah, you're well qualified to me. You, you've done this, done that. You've done a lot of stuff in your mm -hmm. career. And not that I couldn't still learn every day because right. that's still an yeah, important we all part. part. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So once you got the job, then did you think that this is the first woman chief in Coma? Did that ever come across your mind? Did, did that come across anybody's mind? Because it should have. It came across my husband's mind. Right, it should have. Someone, it should have been yeah. right up in the paper or something. Acknowledging it because that's no that's that's something great it really is because we we both know who we are it's it's a so-called a man's world then especially in this county it's a man's county and for you to break that barrier that's that should have been a knowledge I feel like well, but I don't remember seeing it in the paper oh it wasn't but See, that's it, okay no it's not okay it should have been but I'm kind of an under the radar type of person anyway so that well then you shouldn't have stepped into this role then. Because you're the first woman chief in Comer. Come on, now. That's, that's, a, that's a major accomplishment to me. I'm sorry. I, I see that as being major because I know how this world is. And I know how, like, like I said, they say it's a man's world. I know how most men feel about that. And then right. by being in Madison County, a predominantly white county, I know how these white men feel. You know, it's their county. And then you're a female coming in doing a, a role like this. I've, I've had tremendous support from the community. I've had tremendous support from the council here. It, it's it's been I mean it's it's been a joy to be here. I've loved it. How long have you been chief? Uh, since 2019. Okay. The beginning so, of 2019. So three years going on four. Now, what headache came with it? As far as I'm quite sure some, some of these good old boys said something to you or 
road bias. You had to have some kind of pushback. Really, they they don't. Really, no pushback. Really, they don't. I think you get pushed back just for being a police officer, period, mm-hmm. and not because you're female. The other day, I was stopped with somebody on the side of the road, and I was giving the guy a warning. And uh, this guy drives by and said, leave the guy alone. He's, you know, he's just trying to whatever, and he kept driving. And that guy kind of laughed, and I said, ah, you got to love it, you know. Wow. And, I mean, people just, I don't think they really like law enforcement right now. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I can see that. I, I mean, it, it, it's one of those professions that you're always going to see somebody, usually in their worst time. They're either getting mm-hmm. a ticket, or they've had a wreck, or something horrible's happened to them, or their family members, or, you know, they're, they're in crisis usually when they see you. Right. So I think it takes a lot for us to... Be knowledgeable of that and do our best to try to overcome that aspect of it and leave them with a good impression. Good point. Good point. So do you feel like some jobs are tailored toward gender? Do you feel like being a, a female in a chief position helps that out? Because, you know, y- y'all, y'all are supposed to be more sensible than we are, sensitivity See, wise. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. That's a some, true statement, some men, are, some men are very intuitive and, and kind and empathetic and, and are really good with their emotions and, and feelings. And some men aren't, but some women aren't either. I agree. And then I think that early in my career, I was not. I definitely have grown into a more compassionate and caring, not that I didn't care, but you consider people a lot more when you get older. Um, And I feel like if you talk to some of the people that were here when when they knew me before, everything was black and white Mm -hmm. and there were no shades of gray. And sometimes there are shades of gray in the middle. Sometimes there are reasons why people do things and and it doesn't make it right or wrong. But seeing that shade of gray will help you understand where they're coming from and why they're doing what they're doing. So I think that's Hmm. just a perspective that I have that I didn't have back then. Okay. So, once again, you're trying to tell me there was no kind of pushback from the time you got this job until now? Not really. Okay. I wouldn't say there really was. I had good support from the officers that stayed with me when I came. I had great support from them. They did a great job. I'm the community, good. getting to know them and you know, I feel like I have the support for the most part. We don't always get it right, but we try. Right. We're human, we make mistakes, and we're not always able to be everywhere at one time, mm-hmm. which that's one thing that I don't think people understand. <laughs> I wish we were capable of that, but we're not, but. Are you 24 seven? No. Okay. We're not. Any reason why not? I don't think that the I don't think that we um I don't think the council would go for that. Okay. I'm down a position right now and 
I can't get it filled. And we're having a huge growth in Comer right now. And a growth in Comer? Really? It's the fastest growing city in, in the county. Wow. In the area last year. Hmm. And we've added tons of homes and businesses are coming in. We we might have we have a distillery here in Comer now. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a place that may open up as a bar. Oh, oh, oh. what kind of bar? A soda pop bar? No. Actually, alcohol. Mm -hmm. I thought Mexican they want no alcohol play. The Mexican restaurant sells liquor drinks. Yeah, but uh, actual bar though. Mm-hmm. Huh, because I would love to open up a liquor store here. Mm -hmm. But I figured they were fighting so hard, I just left it alone. Thank you. Wow, okay. Okay. Now, you think the call volume is... is The call volume is low. Right, for, for a 24-7, I don't, I don't think home need to be a 24-7. We don't have... We don't really have the call volume to justify right. being 24-7, probably. Mm -hmm would like to see it for the citizens to have that peace of mind even when i worked here in 94 we weren't 24 7. Mm -hmm. i worked from 6 to 6 6 p.m to 6 a.m the chief worked from 7 to 3 and then there was nobody here from 6 to 7 or from 3 to 6. Hmm. so there were a few hours a day and there were three of us wow okay it was a chief and two full-time officers you think that, or have you had a hard time getting officers, and, you did, and then do you think it's because you're a female? Because, you know, some men, like, I'm not working for a woman I, as chief. I don't know how they feel about it. I haven't gotten that vibe. I feel that it's just hard to hire qualified, good police officers right now. It is. Good way to put it. <laughs> Not a whole lot of people want to do this job and true. make what we make and so go true. through. It, it's not necessarily here what we go through. It's what the potential is that mm -hmm. we could go through. Mm -hmm. And you never know from one minute to the next what you're going to be dealing with. And that's that's the, the factor there. But having, I mean, we're fortunate. Scotty Waldrop's here and I'm here and then I've got Dennis and then I've got Scott Andrews, the retired trooper, works part-time. Cool. So, sorry, my nose is running. Mine too, um, don't worry, my science is killing me. So, <laughs> I'm trying not to do that either. Um, yeah, we're, that's where we're at. And we've got a good force. We've got a good knowledgeable force with yeah, you experience. Do. Yeah, you do. Scott was a post commander at a GSP. Yes. You know, Dennis was a chief in several places. Scotty's had over 10 years of experience, and he's worked with me for a long time at Oglethorpe, too. So he came over when I came over. Okay. And then he left and went to be the marshal, or the code enforcement officer, rather, in Oglethorpe, and, and just decided he his heart was back in law enforcement. So... Gotcha, gotcha. So that's that's what we have, and I'd love to see 24-7 coverage, though, for the, the people here, because with this amount of people here, I think they're moving in from Athens. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Well, no, but they're used to having those services if they need them. Well, if y'all not here, then who, who else the to county, call? The right. county does, but I don't want to – they don't have enough people usually either, you know. It's mm – -hmm. It's hard for them to staff. 
law enforcement's a revolving door. You know that. Right, I do know that. It's in and out constantly. I do know that. And it's one of those things where I don't want to lay a burden at their feet. That's Mm -hmm. not their responsibility. I appreciate everything they do for us. And we have a good relationship with the sheriff. Mm -hmm. And I think he's a wonderful person and, and haven't had any issues with their deputies. They've been wonderful. I just don't want to be a problem either. Well, I used to work in Miles County on the road, mm-hmm. and and we didn't see it as a burden. I, I know you do, but we didn't see it. We we knew that uh, at one o'clock, coma, there's no one coming from one to six or, mm-hmm. or whatever, and we knew we had to put someone on this side of the county. So we didn't see it as a burden right. at all. Coma is in Madison County, right. and we are county deputies, so we can go in there. Whereas y'all can't come out of coma, we can go into coma. So and we try to back them up if they're close by, mm-hmm. and, and even if they're not real close by, if it's a hot call and they need some help, we're gonna go. Yes. yes. So. Have you ever had to fire anyone? Not here. Oh, I'm talking about here. That's chief. Not here. That's good. That's real good. So what 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 is your goal as being chief in Coma? What what goals do you have for this this small town? Um, community relationships. Very important. I think they're the biggest importance. It's without the community, we can't do our jobs effectively. And uh, I would like to see more community outreach from the police department. Mm -hmm. And I would honestly like one of my little pet projects is working with uh, a lady that's running for council in Madison County. And we're talking about trying to open up either a food pantry or a clothes donation center for people in this area that hmm. that have access okay. to get things. Because times are getting hard and people are struggling. And if mm-hmm. we can help and if we can alleviate that burden, then maybe, you know, it'll make their home lives a little bit easier right. and, and take the stress off them. And just make it a little easier for them. We okay. want to give back to the community. So, do you feel? Do you feel honestly feel like the community is embracing you, the community as a whole? I do. And you think it could it be a, because you're a woman? It may be. Um, I'm just asking for your gut feeling right now. I don't know. Have you experienced anything out there? But your gut feeling. I guess so. Maybe it is. Because I know, like, like in the jail, you worked in the jail. A, a female come into jail and they'll like kind of bow down because you're a female. A guy come into jail, they better fight him. Oh, they would fight you. They really? would fight you in a heartbeat. But you just had to be better than they were. Okay. Okay. And then they didn't mess with it. Hmm. So have, have you went to any call or had a situation that made your hair stand up? Oh, yeah. And as a woman, how did you handle that? Um, you just rely on your training and experience and get your job done. Mm. It's, you don't have time to stop and think about, okay, I'm a female. You're at that moment, as soon as you put your uniform on, you're a police officer and that's who you are all day until you get home and you take it off Mm -hmm. and then you can go back to being, but you don't ever really quit being no you don't (laughs) i was at some training a few weeks ago and they were talking about the stressors and they were talking about you're on high alert 
for I think 36 hours and then you start start to relieve and then by the time nobody has it, it takes 72 hours to completely mm-hmm. come out of the cycle of being on high alert from your job and nobody really ever has 72 hours no. off in a row no. so unless you're on vacation Bingo. which is once twice a year maybe if you're no. lucky you never really experience that so you're always kind of on pins and needles mm. and another thing is with this job I've had people call me recently and tell me things that were happening to them and their words were, I didn't call Chief Bell, I called you as my friend and I'm Mm. like, but I'm always Chief Bell. I can't not do my job. Right. You know, if you're you're in danger or if there's something happening to you, I have to react. I can't Mm. not react because first of all, how would you feel if something actually happened to them? It would kill you. Exactly. You know, and second of all, then you have the liability on top of that, if if you know about it and don't act, don't then, respond, right? You know, it's just you know, we're, we're mandated. Mm-hmm. You just you're gonna do your job, right? Hmm. Wow. So now, I, I know about your goals. How long you plan on holding this position? Do you have like a, a end game? Like I'm gonna do about five more years and then I'm done, or I'm gonna do it until I can't do it anymore? I don't know. I think I want to do it as long as I can be affected. Mm-hmm. I see so many people in law enforcement get old and keep hanging on and keep hanging mm-hmm. on, and it's not always a good thing. It. I don't want to be that person, but I also don't. I, I let's put it this way. This is where I started, pretty much on the road, <laughs> and I'd like to end here. I like that. You're right. This is where you started. I like that. Now, I do have a question for you, Mm -hmm. and I hope you can give me a good answer. The guy that you have at Comer Elementary, Mm -hmm. what's up with that? He is a retired chief. He used to be a chief? You're joking me, right? No, he used to be the chief here. Okay. That kind of explains a lot. That really kind of explains a lot, because... His son ain't always on the up and up. Right. And when he comes to court, he comes to court like he's somebody. And it it, it upsets me because I'm like, you're not nobody. But I didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. And when he put that uniform on, he never takes it off to the nighttime. You know? Right. He, well, he comes in in the morning and then he sometimes he goes to court for a son. Mm-hmm. And then um, he'll tell me when he goes. And then he'll usually drive his car so that he can get right. back here in time. Um, he... He was the chief here. He worked at Madison County for a long time. Wow, did not know yeah. that. Yeah, he's one of those that might be hanging on a little bit too long. Mm, no doubt, no doubt. However, he lost his wife a, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. She passed away rather suddenly. That was his whole world. Mm. He has nothing left. And the son wasn't here. The son was in Arizona mm-hmm. for a long time, just came back. Oh, that's playing why that woman's in Arizona. Cause I couldn't figure out what was going on with his case. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 So he didn't have anything. That was this was his reason to get up every morning. 
and, and you gave him that reason. And he's a good man. I mean, he he really is a good person. He's a little different. If you say so. <laughs> he's a little different. Okay. And don't let him be disrespectful. Because he will be in a heartbeat. Do not. Yeah. You tell him that I said no. <laughs> There's no reason to be disrespectful. Yeah. Ever. Because in that courtroom, he was like, he was disrespectful. And I'm like, dude, you, you're a nobody. You, because I didn't know who he was at the time. I just thought he was some, some guy that you were being nice to. Mm-hmm. I knew he was like ex law enforcement, but I didn't know he was the mm-hmm. chief, mm-hmm. and I didn't know he worked for Mass County either. But yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's just he can't for health reasons can't get his certification back. Mm-hmm. But he can do school traffic for us. So. Cool, cool. You know, all right. See that that that's that woman sensitivity thing I was talking about. But don't do not let him. Next time he gets disrespectful, you just. Pull him over to the side and said, she fell sick. <laughs> Tighten your ass away. <laughs> and I mean it. I got you. I mean it. I got you. Because no, no the, I would not tolerate that. If I knew he was being disrespectful, yeah. that would not. He's up there as a bondsman on top of that. Right. He's a bondsman. No. You're right. Exactly why he's there. No. Okay. Not going to happen. Cool, cool, cool. So, family, now that you're the chief, do your family think anything about you being chief? Do they worry? Are they proud? Or... I think they're proud. I think they're worried as always, you know. Because it's law enforcement. Right. My daughter will be glad when I get out of it. Right. I spent a long time, I guess, kind of putting her second and doing the job. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I felt like I had to. Right. You know, like, who's going to do it if I don't do it kind of thing. So you have one child? Mm Mm-hmm. So you're the only child now. She's the only child. Mm-hmm. So what what career is she heading toward? Nursing. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yes. That's profitable. Yes. That's <laughs> what she said. She's like, I'm not going to school and not make any money like you do. Right. And I'm like, I hear you. Right. No doubt. No doubt. So she just started and she's in her first semester on campus as a student. Okay. Uh, what school? At Georgia College in Milledgeville. Oh, Milledgeville. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, I know you're proud. I am. Yeah, I think I saw something on Facebook when you were dropping her off at school. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't make you tear. With, that, with yeah. that face. <laughs> yes. That crying face. Oh, that's yeah. awful. Yeah, but, I, don't, um, I understand that too. Yeah, I had to do that a few times. Yeah. Yeah, that can be rough. Because they're mm-hmm. no longer up under you right there where you can see them and mm-hmm. touch them every night. And make sure that you can keep them in line. Right. But she's a good kid. She's been a great kid, actually. And I think she's got her head on straight and she'll be all right. Okay. All right. So I you, hope so, anyway. So you come from a long line of law enforcement and military. And I guess it stops at you. Okay. Your daughter going to nursing, so it stops, right. it stops with you. That's right. Wow. All right, well, I really appreciate you taking time out to explain your breaking your chains in Coma in Thank Madison you. County. Uh, but before we go, do you have any, any last words you want to say? Um, just thank you for the opportunity and hope that if there's somebody out there that thinks that they can't do this because they might be not the stereotypical officer to think twice that it's always possible. Amen. I agree. I agree. Well, what I have to say is I want to appreciate you, like I said, taking time out to tell your story. It's an amazing story. It's nice for me to know your pathway. 
I really, I really enjoyed your pathway. And with that said, from the mind to the lips to the heavens, until next time, peace from the heart. There is power.